Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fresh for you and me, fresh. It's got to be our northeastern food store. That's how we like it, fresh. That's how we bring it to you every day. You'll appreciate the way we put our reputation on our table, fresh. It's the Luke and Pete Show, Pete Donaldson with you. I'm joined by Luke Moore. Hello, Luke Moore. Have you had a lovely morning thus far? Oh, great, thanks. And yeah. uh, listeners, if you didn't enjoy that song, you are a coward. Dead. An Dead absolute to the world. Coward. Get out uh, of town. Pete, if I was having a bad morning, that would have pulled me right out of it, baby boy. Me singing an advert from uh, from the co-op food stores. Uh, Never heard it before. From the 1980s. Never heard it before. Next week, uh, I'll do that. Peter's Cathedral Bakers. <laughs> Peter's Cathedral Bakers. That yeah. we're talking. I wish I could remember all the uh, uh, local radio adverts on Power FM 103.2. Jingles just work. Jingles yeah. just work. What did Power FM turn into? I presume it was um, it got turned into a capital or a... Yeah, just ca- I think just capital... I don't know. Capital, I don't know, really. Capital right. South Coast, something like that. There was, Southern? Uh, Capital in, on Southern? My, on my telly, I'm in Essex, but on my, on my telly, Channel 7... Uh, on the terrestrial cable, uh, not terrestrial, terrestrial uh, digital um, aerial uh, network, uh, is uh, this Kent, Kent, this community Kent station from Kent, all over yeah. the river, all over the estuary. Yeah. Um, and it's weird, they don't have, uh, there is a situation where they, um, they, they don't have any show, they do have, they have a few shows, but at about 6 pm, they just put on the feed of the local radio station in Kent. Right. Uh, a small station, not a big station. No one really knows what it is. Um, but so the during the songs, they'll just put like adverts out. You know, local news. You know, who's playing the pantomime stuff like that. But when the when the DJ puts the uh, puts the mic up, um, they're just on the telly, and it's Channel Seven. This isn't like a di- like a really you know three Channel Three Hundred on the digital Sky Network. This is like terrestrial television. And number seven is just a woman in a radio studio playing a bit of Kesha. It's really interesting. <laughs> That's kind of weird, isn't Picking it? Picking their nose on that. It's brilliant. And I, I don't understand, and I, with apologies to, to people who you particularly know that are still working in the industry, of course, and I don't mm. mean this in a disrespectful way, but do they? is there a situation now where they don't really have DJs during the day or something, they just play music and they have them on the big shows at Drive Time and Breakfast? No, they have DJs, but they just um, they network all of those hours. I think. I think after off. Oh right. The cowards of Ofcom uh, um, dropped their regulation when it came to you couldn't have, um, you couldn't just network entire in, in, entire uh, um, you know entire shows between uh, breakfast and drive time. So uh, yeah, no, right. I, th- I think I think they they do have DJs. They're just uh, they're on higher wages and Lon- in London. <laughs> Speaking of higher wages, um, yeah. I watched um, the Marvel movie Eternals over Eternals, the over the weekend. Yes. Yeah, I've heard about this one. It, this is the one uh, that it's, it's the dregs, isn't it? It's the it's the, <laughs> they run out of people. That was the working title, the Avengers Dregs. 
they've run out of people and they put and, and they and they got in the barrel and they were like, right, who's at the bottom? Who we got left? Did you get a call? I didn't get a call. Well, I'm not a character in the Marvel. Oh, I disagree. Universe, but you you but are a fucking be, great character. What's I mean? What, what is the? Is, are there any ones that will never get turned into um <laughs> in, into films? Well, I, like, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think that is there some I, I like bad racist ones. Yeah, I don't know 60s? this, but I am. I, I cannot believe for one second that given that Marvel and all those um comics and and graphic novels started way back in the day, that there aren't some problematic ones. Mm. You know, yeah, there's got to be. But but um, I'm not going to make those into big films. But but the thing is, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. My review of this movie, which I'm not probably going to do because it's not a film review show, is hugely um, affected by the fact that I went and did something outside for a few hours before. Right. And so I, I was big sleepy bear when I got into the cinema <laughs> and it was difficult to stay awake. But I wonder if a good movie would have kept me awake more. But then yeah. I'm 41, so maybe not. You know Which, I, mean? I mean, so any film review must come with a caveat. If you are going to eat um, the tasting menu at a restaurant beforehand, yeah. don't come and see it. Cause it's what kind of life do you think I lead? I went to watch Peckham Town. I didn't go to, actually, to a tasting menu. What are you talking right. about? You, I live in West assemble, You Avengers assembled a tasting menu from the things on offer at the, uh, <laughs> yeah. at the refreshment stand. Three for two at Aldi's <laughs> on the way. Pot pies in uh, your pocket. But I, I do think, actually, you know, I talked to you before about... Um, there's many ways that I think um, the world can be improved. Mm. One of which is different sizes of meals in restaurants, for example. Why yeah. do we not do that? Like, if I sit opposite my wife, who's half the size of me, right. why are we eating the same amount of shit? Because well, best case scenario, she's going to leave a lot of food, which we've paid for. Worst case scenario, I'm going to go away hungry. So, yeah, that's it. They sometimes have uh, kind of servings, like the Peterbot near where I live. Lovely little pub on on the water. They do a lovely a lovely cockle chowder, and I think you can nice. have it in and it's served in like local a bread, ingredients. Bread bun like a say again. That must be local ingredients as well. Well, I guess so. Yeah, cockles seem to be a big big deal around uh, Lee and, and the surrounding environs. But uh, yeah, you can either have it in a in a in a starter portion or a, or a main portion, and and I think that should be for everything. I would quite like a main size portion of uh, fried cal- calamari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want a big, like bean yeah. or dandy style Could mound, get enough of it. big hill of of of, of calamari because I bloody love that stuff. Um, and as much aioli sauce as I can handle. Agree. So I would get as much um, as much um, calamari as possible. Mm. Salt it very heavily. Mm. Lots of lemon juice mm. and like an absolute vat of aioli, and then we're away. You know. Yeah. But yeah. what I was going to say was, um, the way you could improve, like restaurants is by doing that because you get different size clothes and different size other shit so what if mm. you even get i mean when you think about it you get different size everything houses cars clothes glasses oh. everything what yeah. did you say people exactly mm. and and so they could they could definitely improve the restaurant experience by doing that right secondly when i hear when i read a movie review i want to know what frame of mind and level of tiredness the reviewer was in yes because it's a yeah. big undertaking. Yeah, exactly. And, and and movie reviewers, by their very nature, have to watch. I mean, I, when I worked in an industry that meant that I had to, because of interview reasons, had to go to watch 
um, you know, a couple of films a week or maybe even less, uh, a couple of films a week. Um, and that was a bit of an undertaking for me because the film was invariably shit. Because if you're adver- advertising on radio, if you're getting interviewed by me, you've got a <laughs> shitty film and you just yeah. need you need bums on seats. The big ones you're not going to get the interviews for, right? It's again, yeah, exactly. You're not yeah. getting Daniel Day-Lewis, are you? I'm not getting Daniel. Daniel Day-Lewis won't do the interviews, but I'll be no. getting the, 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 um, the, the rubbishies. <laughs> The rubbishy ones. To be so you would have got Eternals then, if you were still doing it. Oh, oh, there would have been an Eternals uh, little junket, I reckon, and 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 they probably would have visited the studio rather than uh, me going to the hotel. I bet there's a lot of in-person interviews for this film because I've seen the trailer, and it's it it, it it's kind of like every criticism I've ever had of previous uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe films, and it is Marvel, isn't it? Um, yeah. They they like. It, this is just homogenous grey goo of uh, characters. I, I don't know who these people are. I have no interest in them. They look very <laughs> generic. And one of the pithy, witty lines that the man from Game of Thrones and Rocketman says, he goes, I don't wear a cape. And that's his gag. And that's his joke. And that's his line. And if that's the best, if that's the stuff at the front of the butcher shop, I don't want to see the sausages in the back. No. And I mean, if I walked into a butcher shop and you were in there, yeah. I would probably go. I'd be in the back in the freeze, freezer eating the sausages. Elbow deep in blood. Out the back. <laughs> um, like a kind of an even worse Dexter. Um, I, I've never seen Dexter, so that might be a no, terrible joke. Um, I, I, um, I would agree with you having seen the film. Um, mm. But what I don't like about it these days is that anyone seems to be able to get a gig at Marvel. I think if you're an actor now yeah. and you've not done Marvel, yeah. you're probably fuming <laughs> because because like Harry Styles was in this one. Well, well, like uh, okay, the, right, yeah, yeah, and, and, and like and as you've alluded to, like the people expected to carry the movie are kind of TV people. Like, like for mm. example, I like. I mean, Angelia Jolie aside, who just absolutely oozes star quality whenever you see her because mm. she's just ridiculously look, look amazing to look at and it's got a lot of gravitas and I think she's got a lot of charisma. Right, and she's not, but she's not really in it that much. Yeah, and she plays kind of a weird character where she can't really be properly human. Mm. Well, they're not human anyway. Do you know what I mean? But the point is, Eternals are like they're living as humans in um in you know until until it all starts kicking off. I mean, yeah. obviously, every single Marvel movie is the same, right? It all starts kicking off. You think it's going to go to shit. It never goes to shit. That's it. Right, <laughs> that's basically it, and I've got no problem with it. And I, I, I'm not trying to be snobby about it. I'm not a film expert or anything like that. My wife is the wife I have access to is massively into it, so I go and watch every movie with her. And usually, I'm generally pretty well entertained. Right, this one, it felt like the guy you're talking about, the Game of Thrones guy, Richard Madden, who plays mm. um, Rob Stark in um, in Game of Thrones. I've not seen Rocket Man. I presume that's who you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Um, he's kind of fine. He's like handsome, and he's fine but mm. he can't carry a movie Gemma chan again good good tv actor has been some cool stuff can't carry a movie mm. kit harrington who plays Jon snow in game of thrones and who's one of the characters in this i think he's being set up to become a bigger kind of character in later marvel movies right but genuinely he was in the first few scenes right Bloody and he, hell. Come, he comes back at the end <laughs> bastard comes bastard. back at the end i completely forgot he was fucking in it right like yeah. it, it was, it's, it's, and oh, by the way, also, it is absolutely crushingly long. Yeah. Like crushingly long. It's just every I think, film I like think, this. Pete, I think it's obnoxious, obnoxious <laughs> to say to people, we know this film ain't that good because they do know. 
right? Mm. They'll always know. Yeah. We're still going to make you sit through two hours 40. And then, because it's Marvel, we're going to do our Post thing. Credits. We have to wait to the end of the credits. Yeah. Like, to watch what? It's what, a, what was the end of the credits about? What, what was the great revelation? Kit Harrington popped up. Yeah, and Har- I think I think um, I'm, I'm spoiling that. I don't want to. I don't want to spoiler. Oh, I guess I, all I will say is that I think it's been very well publicised that this is the case. So I can say that Harry Styles is in it. Mm. He doesn't do much, but he's in it. And I quite like Harry Styles. I quite mm. like the idea that he's he's a kind of local kid done good. He's kind of just done his own thing and he's done really well. I like the yeah. fact that he challenges like male perceptions of like masculinity. So I, I think that's a really cool thing, right? Mm. Um, but I wonder if this is like. It feels a bit like he's got his five meter swim badge, and now we're putting him in the Olympics. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, is he is he up to it? We don't know. We don't we don't no. know. I mean, the worst case scenario is in a drown. You know, well, best he case drowned in the, in the film the um, Dunkirk, didn't he? He doesn't really do anything in that. It's yeah, a good he does, film. Was, I'm a right rot- rotten bastard. <laughs> he's just basically just <laughs> John Snow. <laughs> yeah, I'm a right bastard. Oh. You look at him. Uh, he's really French. Him. Oh, oh I'll trap! I'll trap my finger in this tank. <laughs> 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 so anyway, so so I, I watched that. Mm. I was more entertained watching Peckham Town Four, Hawking Town Nil. Yeah, that probably says more about me than anything else. I was a big sleepy bear when I went to watch it, but I've come away a little bit disappointed because I'm getting older now. And I don't know how many weekends I've got left. <laughs> uh, well, I uh, did my first big, big, big boy long drive up to Hartlepool uh, to see my parents uh, for the At weekend. Night time. Uh, no, I did it. Yeah, I did it after tea time. So yeah, it was uh, it was a big boy drive. Um, it was all right. Um, uh, Grantham Services, an old classic. Uh, yeah, try. It's lost a little bit of its glamour, I would say. Why? Peterborough, Peterborough Services, fucking hell, like fantastic. But you're trying to do too many things. Mm. You've got a chopsticks Chinese food uh, buffet thing. You've got a bloody Burger King. You've got a KFC. You've got too much stuff. And then you've got the amusements as well and the toilet. It's all very good. It's all in the round. It's doing a lot with very little space. But Peter, Peterborough Services, maybe just take a few of those shops out of rotation. Give yeah. me some more floor space. Yeah, mm. uh, uh, services can be a, are a big deal when you get to our age. Yes, like, have oh, you they ever, are. Have you ever been to, so you'd be on the other side of the country, so you wouldn't have gone past it when you were driving to Hartlepool, but mm. I would heavily recommend T-Bay. Where's, oh, T-Bay, yeah, people do talk about T-Bay with, uh, with, in hushed tones. In uh, the Lake it's, District. It's very good, yeah. On the side of a big working farm, just a, <laughs> just a cut above. But there's yeah. a load of good ones along the M4 corridor. Mm. There's a load of classics like Lee Delamere, Cheveley, you know, um, or those types. Um, I've What's not the, done. I don't think I've done Grantham. I mean, I don't know why. I would Grantham be in was Grantham. always a bit of a classic. From uh, when, was we it? Went, when we went on a bus trip from Hartlepool to down to London, that was always pretty much halfway. I think, uh, kind of where where it's cause near Nottingham, isn't it? Sort of halfway down down the country. And, Grantham, Grantham, not in Lincolnshire. I don't know, to be honest. I only know. I, I Do just you know drove, your counties, dear? You good? Are you good with your counties? No, I'm terrible. But I just drove. I just drove and drove and drove for about five hours on the same road out. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely yeah, so, mad. So what I find is really like interesting is when I'm over in the US and I drive somewhere because the Wi-Fi I have access to doesn't drive here, so she's kind of fallen out of driving. This has yeah. basically come down to me now, uh, which is fine. Like we did a lot of driving around the south a couple of years ago, as I'm sure you remember. And um, it's fucking interesting doing it in a different country because everything's new. Mm. But like when when you're driving. You know, we drive to the Lake District fairly regularly. It's a slog, man. 
It's just, yeah. just a slog. Like it's, it, you get out of London, which takes a wee while, and then you're just banging all the way up to the northwest of the country. It's, it takes you bang on five hours, really, whatever yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, unless, and, sorry, what I mean by that is it's never going to be less than five hours, um, and it does get dull. But what was the, what was the um, special occasion? Because I thought you were hanging out with some dogs this weekend. I just wanted to see some um, uh, weird porno shops on the side of motorway. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no occasion really. I just it's hurting towards Christmas. I don't think my mum and dad are going to be coming down uh, because they they will not come down uh, south of Birmingham at the moment for some reason. Uh, but they uh, you London know, lefties. They're, they're very they're very careful about they're very careful about co- very careful about COVID. Oh, but my mum and dad goes to the pub. He doesn't wear a mask. When my dad goes to charge. Dickens, the DIY shop, he doesn't wear a mask. It's like, come on, dads, get it together, mate. I'm trying to protect hint, you. <laughs> Take the hint, you're a disappointment. I know, yeah. They, they do <laughs> but um, no, it was good. Uh, just uh, popped, popped up uh, to see my parents. Uh, I'm trying to think of the highlights. Uh, I, I had the car, so I was like, ma'am, for the first time ever, you've got a car. Where do you want to go? It, any anywhere you want to go in Hartlepool. Leon C. Place you haven't <laughs> fucking seen. Place you haven't seen for years. Where do you want to go? We end up in Matalan, Luke. Matalan. That's all right. That's all right, isn't it? Is it okay? I mean, it's, you it's, buy? she could have got anywhere. I bought I bought a, a, a little bauble for the Christmas tree uh, and a padded uh, shirt and some towels, and that was all for me. I could have done yeah. that myself. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, you can better get Matalans anywhere, really. Yeah. So what, never mind. What do you, you expect to say? I want to take. I want you to take me to the nuclear power station. Or well, something. I just wanted to go anyway. I was just like, I drove past. Uh, we drove past a, a graveyard. My mum my went, "Oh, your nan's in there." Uh, and I went, "Oh, dead. all right." And then just did a big yeah, dead Yui <laughs> did a big Yui drove into the drove into the uh, graveyard and um, we had a look at the grave. I I forgot that my granddad is called Henry Jones, like Indiana Jones. <laughs> which oh, is that's cool. cool. That, that is, is very cool. cool. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, that's nice. Yeah, old Peggy, Peggy and uh, Peggy and Henry Jones getting well, it on down there. On top reading of each between, other. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Reading between the lines. Um, of the what the um, partner you have access to social media feeds. I thought you were uh, with some um, dogs this weekend. I thought that yeah, was your so thing we, this weekend. Yeah, so so I came back for I came back for the dogs uh, quite early on that Sunday. Uh, yes, the London retired police dogs trust. She's a, a patron along with uh, who plays Q in James Bond. Um, oh, um, Ben Whishaw. No, uh, John Cleese. No, the uh, woman is that Q? Who's the boss? P, what's the Judy letter? Judy Dench. D, Dench. That's M, not Q. Judy M. Okay, yeah, she was there. Uh, was she's, she? She's a, she's a, she's a patron. Um, she turned up in a Range Rover. What's she like? Very, uh, I, I didn't uh, have the pleasure, uh, but she, she's very old now. Very, very, very yeah. lovely. Yeah, I heard old. sadly that um, I believe. I think. I think I'm right in saying, and I hope I'm not um, misrepresenting her. I'm, I'm fairly sure I'm not. I believe that she said she's had to really take a step back from acting now because her eyesight's so poor she can't read her can't lines read the, properly. Your lines, yeah, which is yeah. really sad. Yeah. I mean, she's an absolute institution, man. She seemed very nice, but yeah, no, I got to hang out with a lot of uh, a lot of little little uh, police dogs because obviously it's about the retired dogs, but obviously um, they've got to find a new generation. There's these dogs, right? And we've spoken about them before. There are dogs that are trained for like a million different things: firearms, Semtex, you know, um, uh, semen dogs, which is incredible. What a fucking job that is! Oh, imagine <laughs> if you're a dog and you got that one. <laughs> come, come, you're a big cum dog. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> Come dog millionaire. Come dog millionaire. And uh, and uh, and there's one. I think we saw it before. The, the one that uh, that search out SD cards. And I was talking to one of the, one of the bobbies, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, mad. And I was at SIM cards, uh, SD cards. Apparently, any. And I was like, how? What is the one chemical that's in every? Because there's so many different manufacturing processes from a million different factories. How can you detect any data carrying item? And he said, anything that holds data there's this specific chemical that has to be used when it comes to uh, that particular kind of uh, chip. Uh, and it's mm. and it's unique to, to anything that holds data. And, uh, yeah, these dogs can just sniff out um, uh, some cards and, uh, and, and, and anything, you know, um, SD cards and stuff like that. And uh, it's something like 80% paedophiles and 20% uh, terrorists. So, Bloody hell. Um, yeah. What, is that the ratio they're after, or is it is the ratio? No, he just look, look, took one look at me and gave me <laughs> gave, <laughs> yeah, gave me a suggestion what I was. <laughs> um, but what I didn't get about the whole idea. Why can't that, you like, be both? <laughs> find you a man that can do both. <laughs> uh, but when when you um, when you when I saw the pictures of the, of the puppies there, how do they? So I kind of thought that they would go through the younger dogs and try and work out which ones of them were easy, most easily trainable. So then they were much more likely to be good working dogs, but do they actually get stuck into them early? And if you get into them early enough, any, any of them can do it. No. Uh, and there is, I think it's a, I think they are because of the, because of the way that they, um, husband them, the way they, obviously they, they put a very loyal dog with a very, uh, hardworking dog. And that makes the best kind of, uh, the, the best kind of children, uh, Children dogs, little children yeah. dogs, um, and, uh, and and <laughs> that's so a new Marvel that, so movie actually. Because, you, because they're breeding themselves, they kind of know what kind of dog they're going to get. So the hit rate is something like nine in ten, which oh, is right. good. But if it's a rescue or you know a, one that's donated to to the facility, it's a complete reverse. Like you know, nine of them fail when 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 the tenth uh, gets through. So um, so, so if you're so, a rescue dog, it's like you're like it's like the SAS. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, and, and it seems like uh, it seems like the uh, it seems like bloody hard work because I mean, obviously, the, the, these these handlers have to take them home for a good length of time, and you get a list of do's and don'ts when it comes to like looking after these dogs, and uh, you 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 have like uh, you know you have a couple in the garden in like a little kind of kennel sort of thing, and you're told if they start howling or, or crying or whatever, you're not allowed to. Uh, coddle them. You're not allowed to to to, right. to, to, to to treat them like a normal dog. And so I was talking to one uh, Bobby. Who, who was like literally, uh, he had a noisy bit of an order on his house, <laughs> like because because the dogs were just because the dogs were just barking, and he literally cannot go out there to to to, to pacify them. Unfortunately, so. Um, yeah, oh. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure. He's he, like, I, I work here. You can't give me one. I work here. <laughs> I know exactly. I'd just be like, I'm sure you could find someone to get get rid of that, surely. Yeah, find that. Put that little sample on the radiator. He, he was like, I, I can't because um, to do that, I need a corruption dog, and that's not the department I work in. So yeah, yeah. But was yeah, it good? Was it good spending the day with dogs? It was. Uh, there, there's nothing more delightful than just getting your hand chewed on with a little. Uh, they've got such sharp teeth. I didn't know that fucking dogs lose their baby teeth. I didn't know they had baby they teeth. They fall out, don't they? Yeah. They fall out. Yeah. Baby teeth. It's mad. Oh man. It's absolutely mad. Adorable. Um, all right, Pete. We should probably um, take a quick break um, because we're overrunning a little bit. And then when we come back, I want to do an email about a wholesome dad. Cool. Let's do because it. That's the kind of material people like that's on this show, right? That's want. what they stay for. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm Flo Lloyd-Hughes. I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. And I'm Chloe Morgan. Join us every week on our brand new show, Upfront on Football Ramble Presents. We'll get stuck into the biggest stories of women's football every Tuesday from the latest in the WSL. Gareth Taylor said, oh, well, actually, we were playing 3-4-3 and we moved to 4-4-3-3. If you look at any of the footage, if you look at the way the players played in that first half, there were four players playing at the back. That sort of comment speaks of a manager who doesn't quite know what they're doing. To how the Lionesses are shaping up ahead of a home Euros next summer. For me, I would pick Lee Williamson. I would just go for it now. For a younger age captain, you've got some big tournaments coming up. I think a lot of players think she's got a really great mentality, gets on with a lot of people. For me, she's a born leader, and I think she will be England captain at some point. And what it's really like being a player in women's football today... From my own experiences of, of being in a situation like that, I mean, you know, when we got promoted uh, when I was with Spurs, that was phenomenal. I was, you know, first choice keeper. You know, then you go into the WSL for our first season and all I wanted to do was get WSL experience. Join us every Tuesday for Upfront. Search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app. Subscribe now. Football Ramble Presents is a stack production. We're back with a look picture on a Monday. Luke, you promised us some wholesome dad chat, so fucking give us some, yeah? I will. I, will. I feel under pressure now. Yeah. You know me, though. I like the pressure, don't I? I like it. You invite it. Do, you... Would you say I like the pressure more I than lived, you do? There was too? an advert for the BMW uh, car, and it was like this... They'd set up this kind of big stunt where they, over a little kind of ravine, in like... It looked like, um, you know, it looked like uh, Las Vegas, like the outskirts of Las Vegas or or the, the Grand Canyon sort of thing. And they, they put this big bridge, like twin sort of tracks effectively across this bridge. And, you, you know, you could probably walk over it, but driving a car, you would have to literally stay within the confines of two tracks that are exactly... Just on your way to Hartlepool. <laughs> exactly, the width of... It's the transport bridge. Um, yeah. the, the width of uh, of the actual tyre tracks themselves. And uh, they went across... And, and this guy on the thing, he's, got, I, he's driving it over, over this, like, kind of... Um, this this weird kind of bridge. And he's like, going, I live for this! I live yeah. for the pressure! BMW, I live for this! Yeah. Uh, and that's what I thought when he said that. That's not me. I, I'm, I, although, I, although I do love the pressure, yeah. I also make a lot of mistakes and I'm frightened of heights. There we go. Okay. So <laughs> I can. it's kind of just empty words, really. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, um, yeah, Gareth's been in touch. And um, I've just – I, I, tra- I trailed Gareth's email before the, yeah. before the ad break, so here it is. Uh, he says, lads, my dad used to work for a well-known alarm company 
that predominantly serviced and installed alarms and CCTV in banks in the northwest of England in the late 80s and early 90s. I was born in 1980s, so I'm the same vintage of both Luke and Pete. Pete's 81, so it's a bit unfair on Pete, but we'll, we'll press on. <laughs> uh, Dad was always bringing stuff home, says Gareth. Things he said he found lying around in the bank that nobody needed anymore. He brought home an industrial keypad for opening bank vaults and wired it up to our front door. Yes, please. I would it's, like to see that. It's 1992. I'm 12 years old and I'm getting into the house, not with a key, but with a four-digit pin number. Come on. That's Looking so- back now, it was very futuristic," said Gareth. Yeah, that's that's the sort of, um, but that's the sort of thing that you see now being sold to you by like some kind of Chinese dropship uh, like machine. Uh, yeah. Incredible, well, I, I, I'm fantastic because I've got because remember I bought from the um, TFL sale. Uh, they sold off a load of old kit from uh, the tube trains and stuff, and I bought a button like an open door button from the side of a, a Jubilee Line train. Yeah, um, and I always have fantasies like, I imagine if I could, could I sort of do something with that? Could I wire that yeah. up to something? What would you do with it though? I'd burn down my house because I can't do any of that. <laughs> Well, I can imagine you setting up something that Gareth's dad did and you getting stuck in your house and getting burned to death. <laughs> yes. uh, but Gareth goes on to say it wasn't long before every kid on the estate knew the pin number, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he said it didn't matter because um, nobody robbed us anyway. I think people thought we were rich, said Gareth, and kids would come and visit just to see the keypad entry on the front door. Yeah. I mean, it really was a, yeah, a boring time looking back on it. <laughs> uh, amongst other things he would bring home would be discarded VHS tapes from the bank's CCTV. Mm. For a 12-year-old kid in the early 90s to have an almost unlimited supply of VHS tapes was, tapes was unbelievable. We were also early adopters of Sky TV, so oh. I was taping anything and everything. And I vividly remember setting the tape to record the soft porn on the German and French channels late at night. I think the channels were called RTL and Sat1. <laughs> do you have any recollection of those continental channels, guys? Uh, I certainly do, because we, um, we had an early Sky TV as well because of my dad's uh, forays into the electronics industry. Um, he said the VHS tapes uh, mostly had boring CCTV footage of people doing their banking. Uh, I spent hours watching them looking for something exciting like a robbery, but I never found anything. Um <laughs> And Gareth finishes by saying, uh, now I'm a dad myself and I take great satisfaction in coming home from work bearing gifts, particularly if it was something unexpected. A bloke once asked if I had kids and after I told him I did, he gave me a big box of these little toys a local supermarket was giving away. The excitement in the house when I walked in with them was amazing. I love turning up with something completely unexpected. Now I'm the dad that brings stuff home from work. I've gone full circle. Thanks a lot, Gareth. Fantastic. I I just love... I would also get a hell of a lot of uh, joy out of bringing some random stuff home. <laughs> yeah, and, and but the thing is, you have to be careful, Gareth. Like just taking because he basically says a bloke once asked if I had kids. Like, mm. don't just take any present from a random bloke. I mean, as Alan Partridge once said, those those soft toys could be full of soiled bandages. That is true. That you know, is true. it could be non-fire know. resistant. You know, you be careful. Be careful. I mean, because make sure the pin. By the way, and also Gareth's going to go down on my estimations if he's not got the pin pad on this current house still. True. Yeah, you um, should have transplanted that to the new one. To be honest, no one. How I would mean, it no work one... though, Pete? Say again. How would it actually work? I don't understand. I understand you could put the pin pad on the house, but I mean, with the key for the front door, there's a very obvious kind of mechanical, like as a mechanism, right? Mm. 
how does it actually work with the keypad? And if you don't know, just say you don't know. <laughs> well, I presume you would need to couple it with a. Uh, so when you do the when you do the keypad, uh, there will be an out. You know, two wires sticking out of it basically that goes yeah. to the mechanism that starts to open something up. You know, it'd be like a little mortar that that that, that has to be moved or manipulated to open the door. So I would presume if I was going to do it, I would get one of those. You know, those little. You know, where the mechanism is not actually in the actual uh, handle of the door it's in the um, frame of the door yeah and it's got like a little kind of you've got a little little catch on on the door and it just goes and it just uh the, the magnet the electromagnetic just uh just just disengages for a bit and uh you get to open the door i think that's how i would do it anyway if i was an electric engineer even though I'm not, and I can't but do any of that stuff. Would you like to have a keypad on your door now? Yes, I would. I, I think having a keypad to my little cabin down in the garden would save me having to find the bloody key every time I want to go in That'd there. That'd be great. You should definitely put it on the on the shed. There's yeah. no reason not to, is there? I, I, well, I do it badly and people will be able to get in. I am a little bit concerned that you can see all of my uh, gaming equipment through the window. A little get a blind, man. Say again? Yeah, but not a blind man. He wouldn't help you. <laughs> yeah, a blind, I, I, comma, just man. Just get him to stay in the cabin for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Let me use a security guard. Um, <laughs> but, um, by the way, speaking of gaming, you still haven't stepped up on the PUBG front to play with me yet. I know, yeah. Well, I've only recently uh, got a place. I got myself a PlayStation 5 last couple of weeks ago. Oh, and how'd so, you get hold of one? Uh, friend of a friend. A properly who you know situation. Uh, and I rarely take You hate only fools and horses. I've. <laughs> I rarely take advantage of that kind of care, to be honest. So, yeah, um, I yeah, I, I should be able to do that pretty soon, to be honest. Because, Pete... Um, do you well, sit I around mean, with, like, a head, headset and stuff and chat to each other? Yeah. Doing your yeah. business. Doing we should get two lucky Luke and Pete Show listeners to join our team, join yes, our squad. Um, squad, yeah. The good news is in the pub, on the PUBG front um, is that um, they've also introduced a new casual mode now. What's casual mode? So, basically... I think what was happening was through people using cheats and different kind of, you know, because there's a real problem with battle royal game royale games with cheat, cheats and kind yeah. of people. I don't know what they do. Like, I guess because I'm absolutely clueless about this kind of stuff, I'm going to say something that may make me sound ridiculous. They kind of like bust the code or something, and <laughs> and so what happens is, and so I was reading about this because I disappeared down like a, a, a internet black hole about it because mm. I was getting frustrated. Because uh, oh, it is genuinely people... like a really cool way to switch off, like and relax after a long day if you've got nothing going on. Yeah. And what I was doing is I was dropping in and I was just getting shot straight away over and over again. It's like well, this can't be really what makes this game so popular. Well, anyway. do you watch like the kill cam and sort of say, right, he's shot me. He could not possibly know where I was at that. Point. Oh, mate, some of them are ridiculous. Some yeah. of it will be like three hundred meters away in a moving car, and it's one shot into your head. Yeah. Like it wouldn't happen. Yeah. So anyway, the point is that I think a lot of people are gaming it. So. It was getting people were getting pissed off. So they introduced this new casual mode. Where I think you only get, I think, something like ten to fifteen real players in the map, and the rest are all like AI oh, bot bots. players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually a little bit more competitive. And it's you like get mobile. That, the... That's like PUBG Mobile. There's always a hundred players playing, and I've and I've got a chicken dinner thing. But I think mm. fundamentally it was because a lot of bots were playing. I was playing it on a train as well, so I, I wouldn't rely on the on the Wi-Fi on that. Part. I don't know how I'd be able to do it on them. Um... 
on handheld. I just think it'll be too no. difficult. But anyway, so there's a, there's a couple of new modes. There's a couple of new things they've changed, which makes it a little bit more enjoyable. So you should definitely play. Anyway, that's enough of that nonsense because lots of people don't like gaming. So um, <laughs> let's leave that there. Um, that's it, Pete. Let's, let's wrap this yeah. up. Um, Gareth emailed into hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. You can do the same. We've got loads to get through. We've got 11 pages of emails that we think are good enough that we're going to try and maraud our way through uh, between now and whenever. But don't be put off. If you've got a good one, we'll stick it in. And we'll read it out. So hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Our producer, Rory, does loads of great stuff on the social media. That is at Luke and Pete Show on Instagram and Twitter. So check that out as well. And um, that's it, Pete. Right, we'll be back on Thursday, won't we? We will, if unless some terrible fate befalls us. Well, let's hope it doesn't. Let's, let's hope, hope it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, that'll be it inconvenient. Doesn't. The admin alone would be terrible. <laughs> um, right, great. See you next time. Have a great week and uh, we'll speak to you on Thursday. Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.